This week, we continued our series entitled One, a series that last week we looked at the idea of how we are called as the body of Christ to be unified in pursuing after God's will and bringing about God's kingdom here on earth. But we also looked at the idea that being unified does not equate to uniformity, that we are all called to fulfill our own individual purposes, and that that does not mean that we all have to be the same. We just have to be on one accord pursuing after God's will and God's desire for God's kingdom and God's creation. And in so doing, we closed out last week on looking at the idea that we are called to be unified in faith, hope, and love. For we looked at in 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, faith, hope, and love abide these three, and the greatest of these is love. And so we, we want to take a look at the next few weeks at those ideas of faith, hope, and love, and what it means to be unified in those, and what it means, and what each of those means unto themselves. And this week we're going to look at the idea of faith. Faith is a five-letter word that we use a lot in the church, but it is a word that is easier to say than to define, and it's easier probably to define than possibly to live out at times. I heard a story once of a hiker who had gone on a, on a, on a hike and he got lost, and as he was about to Pass out due to exhaustion and dehydration. He came across this abandoned house, this abandoned cabin in the woods. And as he walked up to it, he found that there was a water pump sticking out of the ground. And attached to the water pump was a note. And beside the, the note was a large stone. And the note said that this water pump works fine. However, the washer inside of it often dries out. It just needs to be primed a little. So underneath the stone, you'll find a jar of water. Use it to prime the pump. But if you drink the water, then there won't be enough to prime the pump. It, said to, it went on to say to prime the pump, you slowly pour half of the jar, let the washer soak it up, and then you pour into the rest of the jar. And then you pump the handle as fast as you can. And if you do this, you'll have enough water, all the water you could ever need. It said, trust me, many people have been here before you and will be here after you, and then water never runs dry. Just be sure to refill the jar and bury it next to, underneath the stone for the next person. So, dying of thirst, the hiker digs underneath this rock and finds this jar of cool water. But what does he do? Does he decide to drink the jar? Or does he decide to put his faith in the person who wrote the note? What would you do? What would we all do? You see, we all know how, what faith is. It's that thing that can sustain us when everything else runs out. And we all know that we should live by faith because faith is what helps us to keep that grasp on life when, it, when we feel overwhelmed. Scripture defines faith in Hebrews 11.1 1 as this. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What does that mean, though? What does it mean to believe even when you don't see it? 
Can, can you possibly think of a time when you have had to put your faith to believe in it even when you can't see it? And in Hebrews eleven six, it says that without faith it is impossible to please God for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. In other words, what this is ultimately pointing to is physical, we, physically we cannot see God. But we must believe that God exists in order to serve and seek out God. This is what we're called to be unified in, in the belief that there is a God, that, there, that God is in control. But this idea of believing in something that we cannot see, we may say, well, that's difficult. However, if you look at a, a few weeks ago when we had a weather forecast that says there would be snow, people believed the forecast. Schools were canceling before there was any sign of snow, but we believed in the forecast. Or, or when you find yourself going to your desk or going home or wherever and, you get t- and you're tired and what is it that you do? You plop down on the couch, you plop down in a chair and you have faith that that chair or that couch will hold you. Or perhaps as you're even listening to this, you're listening to it on a little thing called Wi-Fi. We can't see Wi-Fi, but we believe that Wi-Fi will provide us with what we need to be able to watch what we want, to listen to what we want, to do what we want. As a matter of fact, many of us, when we walk into a building, the first thing we ask is, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? You see, we have faith. We have faith. The question is, what do we put our faith in? Every day we put our trust in things that we cannot see. But do we put our trust in God? I'm reminded of, I, I've, I've not flown a lot in my life. But I, the, oh, actually, there's, I've only flown once in my life. And try this one. But the first time I ever flew was, I, was fl- I flew from Jackson to Atlanta, Atlanta to New York, and in New York to Tel Aviv, Israel. And I can remember um, being really worried and really concerned because not because I had a fear of flying, but just because it was something new and I'd never done it before. And I remember that they always get up and and before the flight starts, especially on the longer flights, it's they do this thing with the pre-flight announcements. And I remember the person getting up and saying, "In case of an emergency." Now, I, automatically, my mind went, "Oh, I need to lean in." I need to pay attention to this. And the reasoning behind it was not because that I'm in an emergency and I need to know what to do, but it's the belief that that they had learned something from a previous experience that I may glean from. That, that when something was, if something was to happen, I could have faith that what they were saying was going to happen. And what they said was that in case of an emergency, the oxygen mask would drop and then you would take the mask, you put it on yourself, and they always said to put it on yourself before you help someone else. Because as you put the mask on, you may not see it, but the oxygen is now flowing. I want to repeat that. You may not see it, but it is now flowing. You see, we have faith. And I had faith that if something was to happen, that that would all work out how it was supposed to be because I was trusting that what they said would be true. 
I was putting my faith in something I could not see. Maybe you can think of a time when you obeyed God, even though you didn't fully understand why, what God was wanting you, or what God was wanting you to do. You know, we all have these experiences where when we look back, we see where God was at play in all of it. But maybe we need to address, to, uh, to approach our faith with this idea of how we approach flight. To believe that in case of an emergency, that God will be present. Though we may not see it, that, the, that God's breath will be flowing. To live by faith, we have to choose to believe, even when we do not see. Faith uh, it, it can take place in those momentous occasions, but it also is that thing that drives us throughout the mundaneness of life. And we exercise our faith every day. We put our faith in things every day. Faith is that idea of obeying when we don't understand. I, I, when I think about this, I think about Noah and the fact that God came and said, hey, build a boat, build an ark. And Noah, there's not even a cloud in the sky, starts building this ark. And I can imagine that his neighbors are looking at him going, what are you doing? And Noah's going, I'm building a boat. But, th- but there's no water. I'm, I'm building a boat. You see, sometimes when we act on our faith, when we obey, even when we don't understand, it may look weird to people. It may look weird to the world because what we're also called to do is worship even when we don't feel it because we're called to trust in God and to give thanks to God for all that God has given to us. And because we have faith that God is at work. And we're called to give when we don't feel like we have it. Because we know that what we have is a gift from God. To trust even when we don't get it. That my, not my will, but yours be done, oh God. We talked about this last week. What would it look like if our prayer was not my will, but yours? Even when I don't understand God, not my will, but yours. So when we are struggling to continue in faith, we, we can also look to Romans 8.28. A verse that for many of us reminds us. It reminds us that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him. It reminds us that God is in control. Romans 8, 28 says, if we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have, called, who have been called according to his purpose, we put our faith and our trust in this, that those who work and are seeking out God's will, God works together for the good of all of us. We put our faith in believing that the best of all is God is with us. Amen. Amen.